the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Nice to have you along. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Thanks to Jennifer Foyt, candidate for the Olentangy School Board. She joined us. Check that out at 9890answer.com on the podcast if you did not hear it live. And if you have friends who live in the Olentangy School District, let them know. Jennifer Foyt, Felicia Castle, those are the people to vote for. Now, uh, ironically, yesterday, The View, which no longer has a conservative voice now that uh, Megan McCain has departed because she was uh, under attack, which I kind of like had very little sympathy on that for Megan McCain because, like, know your role, play your role, don't complain about your role. That's kind of my view in life, okay? Like, if you accept the role, then you know what your role is, and you understand you're going to be the person who puts out unpopular viewpoints. You're paid a premium and given a big platform to be on The View. Do you have to put up with idiots? Yes, you do. Are you paid well for it? Yes. So, you know, nobody puts you there in that chair at the point of a gun. So deal with it. And by the way, I don't think she's the most articulate conservative voice out there either. Uh, They, of course, put people on the view to be quote-unquote conservative who, um, well... They're not exactly rooted in cement in their conservatism, more like rooted in jello. So she left. Okay. Good for her. Fine. If it's messing up your mental health, okay, good. So Condoleezza Rice was on yesterday. Now there's a there's somebody who can articulate the conservative position and can do it with a lot of gravitas. And what I noticed about Condi Rice when she engaged Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Behar, two of the most uh, shrill and uh, ignorant voices on uh, matters of consequence, particularly involving education, is the deference which they showed to her. So I take from that that The left really doesn't want to have to articulate positions. And if you are confident, and as I always say, know what you believe and know why you believe it, be able to explain it clearly and cogently, it disarms them to a certain degree. This is how uh, Whoopi Goldberg began with Condoleezza Rice talking about critical race theory, voicing the oft-stated lie that, oh, critical race theory. Oh, we, we don't even teach that in schools, right? I thought they didn't teach critical race theory in school. They went to, like, law school or something. That's right. I sure hope not, because I'm not certain seven-year-olds need to learn it. It just sounds crazy to me. But the question is, do parents need more influence here, or should they leave the lesson planning to the pros? Uh, Well, I was a teacher, and 
There is a curriculum that teachers follow, and it's studied by supposedly experts. I have a lot of education uh, credits because you learn how to teach and you learn mm -hmm. your subject. So you can't really pit that up against an, an, a parent who just is annoyed that you're teaching, uh, you know, uh, to kill a mockingbird or whatever the curriculum uh, says. You can't have the parents interfering to that extent in the, in the curriculum. But it's nice to hear from them. But if they are adamant and they don't want you to teach, uh, what is going to be taught, period, mm -hmm. they're going to have to homeschool their kids because this is not going to wash. Well, they're, they're actually homeschooling them in increasing numbers. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, a signal. Uh, first of all, parents ought to be involved in their their children's uh, yes, education. Should. Their children are in school seven hours. That's a very formative period. And uh, I think parents ought to have a say. We used to have parent-teacher conferences. We used to have PTAs. There are lots of ways for parents to be involved, and they should be. Yeah. First of all, Joy Bihar, no parent anywhere is objecting to To Kill a Mockingbird being taught in English literature. They're objecting to Smut from Sintero and from Poet X and 462 things to write about, pornographic images, sexually suggestive material, to kill a mockingbird. I'll tell you right now, you can teach to kill a mockingbird anywhere you want to. You can teach uh, of mice and men. You can teach Huck Finn. You can teach Wuthering Heights. You can teach Shakespeare. You can teach anything that's classic literature. So that, again, they always do this. Like, they'll present some phony narrative like, well, how can you object to this? Nobody is objecting to that. Nobody is objecting to to kill a mockingbird. But did you notice how tepid Joy Behar became when Condi Rice said, no, parents should be involved in schools. Joy Behar's like, oh, really? Okay. And then the conversation continued, and Condi Rice got a little bit more pointed. Uh, I come out of an academic uh, institution, and uh, this is a, something that academics debate, what is the role of race and so forth. And, and let me be very clear. I grew up in segregated Birmingham, Alabama. Mm -hmm. um, I couldn't go to a movie theater or to a restaurant with my parents. I went to segregated schools till we moved to Denver. Mm -hmm. My parents never thought I was going to grow up in a world without prejudice, but they also told me, that's somebody else's problem, not yours. You're going to overcome it, and you are going to be anything you want to be. And that's the message that I think we ought to be sending to kids. One of the worries that I have about the way that we're, we're talking about race is that it either seems so big that somehow white people now have to feel guilty for everything that happened in the past. I, I mm -hmm. don't think that's very productive. Or black people have to feel disempowered by mm -hmm. race. I would like black kids to be completely empowered to know that they are beautiful in their blackness. Mm -hmm. But in order to do that, I don't have to make white kids feel bad for being white. So somehow, this is a conversation that has Sorry, gone in the wrong direction. Keep that last part, you don't have to watch? Yeah, you know, there's a little bit of it. In order for black kids who, quite frankly, for a long time, the way they were portrayed, the way their history was portrayed, mm -hmm. it was second-class citizenship. Of course. But I don't have to make white children feel bad about being white in order to overcome the fact that black children uh, were... How does that happen? It, it well, it I have happens, a couple of examples I, here. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. then they went into examples from other school districts around the country of how this is happening, and it's happening everywhere. And it's a lie that 
Ibram Kendi, Robin D'Angelo, Professor Jeffries at Ohio State, they all lie about CRT not being taught in schools. It's couched in a lot of different terminology, diversity, equity, inclusion, this, that, the other. It's not being taught. It's not being taught. It's not being taught. Well, yes, it is. And the parents are awakened to it. Condi Rice stated it clearly. And so it's so it's so evil that you ever notice how Martin Luther King is never brought up by people who are purportedly advocating for the rights of minorities? He's never brought up. Never. You used to hear about Martin Luther King all the time. The I Have a Dream speech. I want my kids to be known by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. It's never brought up because that's not what they want. That's not the agenda of the critical race theory advocates. They want things addressed by race. You are grouped. You are generalized about. That's what they want. It's um, because, here's the reason why. You say, why, why, why would they want that? Because they are Marxists. Marx was built on pitting workers against the upper class. You can't do that in this country because there are too many people. I heard today the woman who invented Spanx. I know she's not black, but she invented a company with $5,000 of her own money, and it's now sold for $1.2 billion. That kind of achievement is possible in America, and people still believe in that. They see enough stories of people like Ben Carson, Condi Rice. They see enough people that it is not a believable narrative that you are hopelessly disadvantaged if you're born of a certain color or a certain ethnicity. That narrative does not resonate in America because there are too many known examples. So in order to divide, if they can't divide between the management class, the upper class, the ruling class, and the worker, if they can't divide you that way because you can ascend from worker to be Bill Gates or be Jeff Bezos or be Warren Buffett, you can come from humble beginnings and achieve at the highest levels, how are we going to divide people? We can't divide them according to economics. How can we divide them? Well, we can divide them based on race because race is easily identifiable. You can look at somebody and tell their race. So that is why race is their wedge to divide people and to ingrain Marxist ideology in this country. That's what it's about. It's evil enough in and of itself, but its overriding mission is even more evil. Hey, they're coming after your kids, 5 to 11. Yes, Pfizer, Moderna, all of them want to get those COVID-19 vaccines in the arms of kids 5 to 19. Mm. I uh, put a Twitter poll up today. Uh, My Twitter is at Hools, asking you, will you take your son or daughter, ages uh, 6 to 11, to get the COVID-19 vaccine uh, when it is approved? It's going to be approved. Like, The way they do this is they float it out there. Hey, we're thinking about it. We're close. And then that puts the pressure on 
the CDC to say okay, and then it's okay. And then, of course, you have to do it. Uh, So far, 77% of you say no. And 22% of you say uh, yes, you will. So uh, it's your decision. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not telling you uh, why you should do what uh, we've done in our family. I'm just saying that it's coming. And uh, pretty soon, you got to watch your kids being vaccinated. Here's what I wonder. They're going to set these clinics up in schools. Can you be sure your kid won't be told, hey, you need to go down there and get a vaccine? I mean, I ideally, you'd say no. I guess it all depends on whether you trust the people who are advocates for putting shots in arms. Columbus Public Health has already ordered 600 doses of the COVID-19 Pfizer vaccine for kids between the ages of 5 and 11. They will set up a public health vaccine clinic, and they are also looking, it says, on WSYX Channel 6's website, to hold some vaccine clinics after school, partnering with Nationwide Children's Hospital. And here it is. And local schools. And local schools. So I would just say, if you do not want your child to get the vaccine in school, I would say, take a step to document that you do not want your kid to get it. And that would be something that they can't say didn't exist, which an email would serve that purpose. Email the principal, email the school nurse, email the teacher, under no circumstances. If it's your opinion, if it's your viewpoint, if it's your desire, under no circumstances is my child, ages 6 to 11, to be given the COVID-19 vaccine, if that's your choice. Again, I'm not telling you. I'm just saying, if you want it to be an actionable offense later, don't leave that unaddressed. You must address it now. Now, Ohio State is uh, pioneering a new study on COVID. Uh, I can't recommend you participate. It's not that I'm anti-science. It's just that it sounds to me like the downside to this, the downside to this could be um, overreaching. What they want you to do is sign up to agree to smell and consume a piece of hard candy every day for 90 days. Now, so far, I'm in. I'm all in on the, on the hard candy. Sorry, dentist. But at any rate, here's what happens. Uh, you will log into an app, and you will report the flavor of the hard candy that you consume. So all of them will be odorless and colorless. Okay. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to test whether or not your sense of smell and taste has been compromised. They'll give you a Jolly Rancher-type hard candy. You will suck on it. Then you will go on the app and you will say, this is watermelon or this is apple or this is grape or whatever. If you can't identify it, huh? if you can't identify it, if a person reports a drop in either their sense of smell or sense of taste, they will receive a message that they should quarantine and get a COVID-19 test. Mm-hmm. People eight years old and older can participate. Uh, You have to have not had a positive COVID diagnosis in the past three months. No smell loss unrelated to COVID-19. And you must have an internet uh, and smartphone. You must have internet and smartphone access. 
So they are uh, recruiting Ohio State students to do this, and they are recruiting you to do this. So if you want uh, free candy, there you go. Free candy for everyone. Uh, Your heating bills this winter, however, will not be free. Story today in USA Today. Break out the sweater and maybe a blanket too. Heating bills are expected to soar after a spike in oil and natural gas prices amid the global economic recovery. Is that what we're having? Are we having a global economic recovery? It doesn't feel to me like we're having a global economic recovery. It feels to me like we're having a colossal economic mismanagement. I would like Build Back Better to be get your hands off and let it operate on its own. That's what I wish Joe Biden would adopt. Get your hands off. (laughs) The new motto for the Biden administration. Do you see the Washington Post editorial the other day? We don't have supply chain issues. We have too high an expectation. See, in other countries, they don't have Walmarts and family dollars and Targets and Home Depots with fully stocked shelves. They don't have those things in other countries. So we've had them here in this country for like my entire life. And we should be happy that we've had it for our entire life. But now it's time for us to lower our expectations. So that's Joe Biden's, instead of build back better, it's lower your expectations. Shut your mouth and take the shot. Those are the Biden slogans. Prices of heating oil and natural gas are about three times higher right now, than they were at this point in 2020. Prices have reached a 13-year high. It is a sharp reversal. See, this is down in the uh, sixth paragraph. I would have led with this because I always think you lead with the why of what you're talking about. Heating oil, natural gas prices are way up. Why are they way up? It's a sharp reversal from the last five years or so. When an expansion of the fracking industry led to ample natural gas and low heating bills. Oh, fracking, huh? Wow. So the green jobs freaks have caused your heating bills to soar this winter. That's the truth. Joe Biden ending fracking is why you are going to be paying... If the winter is a normal winter, 50% to 75% more to heat your home. Hey, that's okay. You're paying, what, 30% more, 40% more for your gasoline in your car. Why would you not expect to pay a lot more for your heating? If it's a cold winter, you'll pay even more. Build back better, baby. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.